Woody Guthrie Center and Bob Dylan Center present Fire in Little Africa, a multimedia hip-hop project inspired by the resilience of Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And now, coming at you live from Greenwood, here are your hosts, Ali Shaw and Doc Free. Welcome to the Fire in Little Africa podcast. I am your co-host, Ali Shaw. And I'm your other co-host, Doc Free. Yes, and today we have a very special episode. They're um, all very special, Allie. They are, but well, you know, it's not often that we get to interview two people at the same time. And I think that's why, and I'm sorry, but I, I'm just a little bit biased because one of these, he's my baby. And of course now she's my baby too. Yeah. <laughs> Mama Tulsa's babies. I know. Everybody's my baby. Sorry, so, stop, stop on the, on the turntable. Just kind of, <laughs> that's my mama, Allie. You know, so we had a, we had to have our moment. But please, everybody, <laughs> welcome to the show, Devonte Suarez, aka I am Dez, and Sheena Suarez, also known as Suarez with Lovers. Uh, yeah, girls rule, boys drool. Good girls break ground, breaking out of rules. Never brag about your back, check your hashtag. Your man crush Monday, living at his mama house. Text from my ex saying we should reconnect. Laugh emoji, I'm a queen, not the internet. Wet, scuba Steve trying to dive in it. Wet, scuba Steve trying to dive in it like. Elephants in the room, hella, hella elephants in the room. Elephants in the room, hella, hella, hella elephants in the room. Elephants in the room, hella, hella elephants in the room. Elephants in the room. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're so happy to be here. And yes, that is my mama Tulsa, mm-hmm. my Ali Shaw. We go back, we go back, man. We do. We anybody go back. Ali. So I don't know. I've been trying to decide. You know, how do we want to start this? Because uh, I'm very curious to know how both of you got started in music. So before we talk about your personal relationship, yeah, I want to talk about each of you. Answer the question. When did you first know that, like, this is really what I want to do? Music is my calling. You want to go first, Ruby? (laughs) I will go first. Um, I started singing, I think, when I was about four or five. And my mom actually caught me in my room singing. I was so shy. And she was like, you have a beautiful voice. You should sing. You should sing all the time. And it was something that I would cover up, but it was church that really brought it out so um i think along the way i gained some confidence and then and it came to the point to where i wanted to like fine tune 
skills. And um, I mostly did like choir, like show choir. Um, when I was 15, I moved to Tulsa just to go to Tulsa Central High School, TC Braves. And um, that's where I connected with a former director of Tulsa Opera. Um, and he then, that's when I delve into classical music and more of musical theater. Um, and I use that to pay my way to college in a sense, because I knew my parents, you know, they did the best they could, but financially, I felt the responsibility to put forth the effort and make some things happen. And I had a lot of help with that, uh, which led me to see you, um, University of Tulsa, and I participated in musical theater. I did classical music there as well. Um, but actual recording studio didn't come until afterwards. And I think Cypher 120 had a lot to do with it as far as me being a creative. Shout out Ring Quincy. Man, every, epi every episode. Yeah, it's either Man. Ring Quincy or Central or both comes up every episode. Really? Yes, yeah. the common thread hey, for sure. Quincy, wow. AKA Drip Drip, that's what I call them. Okay. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's when I feel like I kind of got out of my shell, really, to be even more creative, which pretty much led me to where I am now. Okay. So. I remember you you did an audition. Was this for The Lion King or something, like an opera? It was. It was for The Lion King on Broadway. I actually auditioned twice. Um, my first audition was in New York, New York City. And I went by myself. <laughs> I was so scared, but right. I did it anyways. And um, I didn't. I didn't get the part. So I came back to Tulsa, and then I went out again to like Memphis and I auditioned for. Ooh, there were lots of companies. Uh, probably close to a hundred different companies, and I didn't get anything there. Um, and then I auditioned for The Lion King on Broadway a second time down in Dallas, Texas. Uh, shout out DJ Wildebeest. Hey! Um, <laughs> fresh brethren. Yes. I miss that dude. I, I know. And that's when I got the call back to go back to New York uh, to be on Broadway. But ah, they called me back a little bit sooner than what we had expected. So financially, we just weren't able to make it happen, really. And that's when, you know, Devontae and I kind of looked at each other. And he was just like, you know, as your man, I should be able to help you with this. And I feel so bad that I can't. Let's just, let's make the table ourselves, which started Suarez Inspired Republic. So, yeah. Okay. And so that is the birth, you would say, of Suarez Inspired Republic. Yes. That's kind of what led to that. I have a yeah. question. Can you explain the significance of the elephant symbol? <laughs> you want this the, one? The elephant in the room about the <laughs> elephant? Yes. Go ahead, Vate. Um, well, um, I've always felt a strong connection <laughs> to elephants. And um, my whole life, I've always felt like the elephant in the room in a sense of like people like oh i don't know him and they really wouldn't talk to me but they always talk to 80 other people about me but just talking to me 
And as me and uh, wait a minute, got distracted. I see that Lakers. I see you. Wait a minute, let me focus. How do you thought to do against them Lakers though? <clears throat> hey. Hey, you know, you know playoff, playoffs are different. Playoffs are different. I get it, but you know. Hey, you know what? I'm happy for the Thunder. I've never heard of them, but I'm happy for them. Let me um, let me tell it. Hold on. Let me tell everybody why there's a distraction. I wanted to make sure I showed my Laker love to I am Dez today, so I brought my jersey with me in the background, but I also brought my right. Thunder hoodie. So, mm. Mm, mm, this is an ongoing <laughs> battle. This is an it ongoing is. Ba battle. We, we fight. We fight about it. Okay. They so really, really do. So but, come back um, to the elephant, please. Elephants in the room. So, um, yeah, I've always felt like a strong connection to elephants in general. And then, uh, like I said, the, the same elephants in the room where, you know, all that, that goes with that. But um, also, too, um, we do a lot of uh, philanthropy work, charity work, and we partner with uh, World Wildlife. And we try to do our best to save different Asian or African elephants and things like that. So uh, when we were starting the company, I wanted to have uh an animal that represent the values that like I, I think as a family we hold important and to me the elephant w was that representation of the wisdom the loyalty and the prestige that it has because my hope with uh towards the spy republic is that when you know uh, you know you never want to talk about passing but i told uh wifey and i told uh aspen that if something happens to me that they can carry that torch so that's why i wanted to make sure it was our name and then they can carry that. So the elephant came in to make sure that we always have those values to try to save. I believe if you treat the world good, the world will treat you good. And uh, nature mm -hmm. is very important with that. So a lot of times when people listen to music, stream, uh, no, well, not a lot of times, all the time, when you stream our music, buy merch, uh, a lot of those proceeds, they go to uh, World Wildlife. And then also the spiritual aspect of an elephant. I just, I've always felt connected with that, man. And, um, you know, and plus two, you know, Bad Bar was my favorite cartoon growing up. So <laughs> <laughs> if y'all don't know Bad Bar, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm so. I'm assuming Doc would probably know about that. Bad Bar, Arthur, all those. Yep. Yeah. One of my favorites. Bad Bar was Bad Bar was different because it was like this is a king. This is the Prince of Kings. Yep. This pachyderm. Mm -hmm. And then yep. so I had like so my only beef was where are the African voices for these pachyderms? Yeah. Hmm? What are you <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Very British. Very British. Mm. Mm. <laughs> See, my only elephant reference I really have is Dumbo. And I love it because it, there's actually a song in Dumbo, but it was mm -hmm. um, recorded in Beaches as well by Bette Midler, Baby Mine. Okay, okay. And that's I what like I used to sing to my daughter when she yeah. was a baby. She liked the baby Aww. mine. Of course, it makes her sad uh, now. I think she's like, ah, I don't sing that. It makes me sad. Because <laughs> once you, you know, like, you see the Dumbo movie, you're like, oh. <laughs> anyway. She's like, did you ever know that you are yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> 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 okay, so let's, let's get to the personal side of the origin story, though. How did the two of you meet? How did you become this Mr. and Mrs. Suarez? Because she swerved on me. She didn't see, you know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't want to holler at your boy, man. Like... You know what I'm saying? I she kind of, kind of notes of that sprinkled throughout the CP too. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Like, tell like, the story. I was mad when you called me the boo at first. What? What? Yeah, like, Whoa. Facts. Facts. So funny. <laughs> Go ahead and tell them how you wouldn't give me the time of day. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all my wife's ex-boyfriends for passing her up and giving me a chance to uh, marry this wonderful woman. I, I couldn't have done it without y'all. 
So, oh, Devonte, I remember <laughs> um, seeing Devonte perform at Cipher One Twenty, and um, I was like, "Yo, he is so talented! Like, he's dope." And I, after this, that was all the attention I pretty much paid to him. Um, I think it was Webster Worthum who ended up mentioning Devonte to me. And I remember Devonte reaching out to me about Jay Parlay banquet scholarship. Yeah. Oh, banquet. he took you on a prom date. He tried. Mm. He Tell tried. him what happened. Tell him, oh. well, Tell him my mama Tosa what happened. Tell him what you did to me. <laughs> I told him no, because I had to perform. I was performing. I was the entertainment. Um, it was me, O'Malley. Um, mm. And we also had Boone guitarist and I was just like I'm sorry I I never reached out to him and told him yes or no I just kind of blew it off because I had other things to worry about quote unquote Mm, and I mm, remember mm. him seeing me there and he was like oh so you decided to come okay well it's fine and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not say it salty like that. You had, well, you, you were extra, very salty. No, no, no. A million flavors in the world. <laughs> what was salty. said, what was heard, <laughs> what happened really? I need a third party. We need a third party in on this one. <laughs> Will the Beast my is my witness. I did not say it salty like that. Will the Beast, yeah. <clears throat> well, we digress. So <laughs> it then, he then came back around. It was Jay Parlay Live. Allie, you were there. Steph Simon was there as well. That's the show that the three of us did together. Mm -hmm. And yes, we did. And I remember seeing him on the wall, just watching. And I think I left and I came back and I was looking at a magazine and he was like, yeah, that's me in there. That's the suit I wore to the banquet that you didn't want to go to. <laughs> and I was so done with him after that. And I, I think that. it was like, it was a few months. It was a, I can't even think how long it was until we reconnected. I got asked to do a video shoot for a song. And I was like, okay, fine, you know, I'll do it. Didn't know whose it was. And I got there and it was his video shoot slash photo shoot and he was sitting in a chair and I was just like you know why do I keep running into this guy what is happening and um I think I remember us talking about music uh Dom Kennedy and that's where it kind of led to him asking me to be on a song Mm -hmm. and then didn't talk to him anymore after that until his friend uh paparazzi Curtis Price my roommate um, Yes, shot photos of me. Mm-hmm. And I went to um, their place to pick it up. And he was, Devonte wasn't there. And <laughs> Curtis Paparazzi was like, yeah, you know, I'm roommates with this. And I was like, are you serious? I was supposed to hit that guy up like a long time ago. So I remember texting him and I was like, hey, I'm at your place. And he was like, who is this? Like, what do you mean you're at my place? That is so creepy. And I told him who I was. And he was like, well, just know I'm not going to stop texting you. And that's where it just, the rest was history. <laughs> Did I get that right? I mean, it's cool. I mean, <laughs> um, 
you know what I'm saying? It's cool, you know what I'm saying? Like your boy, you know. I don't like how I sound salty, super salty. I'm, I, I just want the record to show the first time I was not salty. The second time, I was popcorn. I was popcorn. Look, his, his palms are sweaty right now, just reliving the, the scenario. He's like, oh, dang. You're having a whole moment right now. It's like, why are you telling me oh, like that? So Give it a, said, a couple look. The video, what was, you said Dom Kennedy. Yeah. So what was, do you remember what song it was? Like, Well, it was uh, for uh, one of my songs at the time. Uh, I don't even remember the song that was coming out. Boom Clap. Boom clap. Okay. <laughs> yes, that song. That's what you know what makes that super spe- special. Uh, uh, it was for uh, that song I put out. Boom clap. Who I wrote it off a song of somebody who I was dating at the time, and then that's how we ended up vibing. So okay. I was like, I, I appreciate boom clap because uh, <laughs> I was boom clapping for the wrong person. <laughs> so, what's your favorite Dom Kennedy song? Since he's an LA artist, like sort of like yourself where you're where you're from yeah yes mine is my theme song what uh it's type of my type of party that's just she's I was about to say the same thing. that's my that's my song it's just this is it's just like yo girl got a cute face yo, <laughs> it's yeah hey. that's just it's just my joy where you think the light like, came from i saw this in the video was like cold too and it had it like the dopest intro to it man yeah he made me want to go switch to my room with the light like that. I want to go. And that's like, that's like low end on Dom's radar, yes. like dope stuff. That's like, mm-hmm. low end. that's just like such a catchy. Yeah. That's like, that was like my every weekend song. It, 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 yes. It's like, so we vibe off of Dom and like, because a lot of people didn't know, like Dom and RP Nip, I was huge. I'm a huge Dom and Nip fan. And that, before, I feel like it got real popular with people. And then, uh, well, uh, baby, she didn't. She was like, you know, Ruby was like, yo, you like Dom? I was like, yeah, I like Dom. And we just, you know, oh, kept there was another connection. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Dom in theater, like, she was surprised because a lot of people don't know, like, my first favorite genre is classical and opera. So, she was surprised that I knew <laughs> a lot of that. She was really surprised. I didn't even I know that. Like, do you have a, a favorite? Do either, I would like to know a favorite from the both of you. Classical um, so she, so here's what's crazy, like, because I was, like, more self-taught to learn it, so, like, what I'm so thankful for my wife is that she always, like, corrects me and puts me in the right direction, her being trained, so my favorite, if it's opera, um, is uh, Porgy and Bess, That's, and R, I love me some, uh, it's more of a musical, but Fiddler on the Roof, tradition, yeah. <laughs> He loves Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> like, loves it. If I was a rich man. I was very surprised. I was very surprised. I mean, it's no West Side Story, but it's all right. Wow. What's your favorite? <laughs> it's no West Side Story. What's your favorite, Christina? My favorite opera, uh, Dido and Aeneas. Uh, it's by Purcell. I actually played a sorceress in that opera which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's mine. Allie, Allie, do you And Lion have- King's my favorite musical, period. I, I love The Lion King. I, I'm, mine's more of a musical, but only because I played the part of Adelaide in high school. It's Guys and Dolls. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Adelaide. <laughs> you know when she has to rip off her dress when she's like, take back your mink, take back your piles. What made you think I was one of those gals? No, I love that part. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, my Aunt Polly made me a, it was, it actually ended up being my prom dress because she took the Velcro out, but she made me that fitted. Yeah, it had a Velcro on the side. I had to look, and oh, it was. 16 years old, ripping my dress up on the stage. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so let's go back to LA because uh, Devontae, I know that's where you grew up. So can we talk yes. about the influence of West Coast culture for you? Mm. It was heavy. Uh, you know, first of all, shout out to my boy, Roger Gillens, and shout out to my dude, Link. It's his birthday because... Uh, it's like a lot of friends I have who were hip hop heads who kind of like got me right because I, I started with poetry and music runs in my family. I hated hip hop culture originally. And it was tough for me to make that transition because <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't do the just story justice if I didn't tell it like this. I didn't like West Coast rap because I couldn't relate to it. And um, because all my family members, they banged, they were gang members and like, I didn't do, I was, I was in the comic books. I'm watching Fist of the North Star. I'm 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 sitting Fist there. Fist like, of the North Star. It's fist bump. Fist bump. Fist bump. Fist of the North Star, bro. I okay. We'll we'll get into that later. Cause I just <laughs> I just had finished watching the original uh 80s run. I actually still have like oh. some mangas in big format. It's like I, love <laughs> I used to play that game on NES till my thumbs yes. hurt. Yes, yes, yes. So I didn't relate. I, it was hard for me because, like, I didn't relate to any of that. And then I never met people who were like me, which, you know, shout out to the blurs because now you can say black nerd or blurs. Uh, you know, I didn't really meet people who were like me who just like, yo, I'm, I don't, I'm not into that. I wasn't in the game. Don't get me wrong. I vibe on the music. And then what happened is I got hooked on, like, my boy, I got hooked on Nas, Illmatic kind of caught me. And then I used to get in trouble because I was listening to East Coast music in the West Coast. So, like, I almost got beat up a couple of times. It was What crazy. year is this? What year is this? What year? What's the year? Oh, my God. Golly. I, it was the year, because I just reshared the video, because uh, when Snoop was at the Snorse Awards talking about, Wait a minute, y'all ain't got love for death, bro? Yeah, we saw it. We watched it. <laughs> yes. So, like, I just, and you know, I was, because, like, it was, I didn't really, I understood the culture because I was immersed in it, but it was hard for me to, like, later I discovered, like, an underground hip-hop scene. And honestly, I take that back. I said Nas, but uh, my first favorite rapper was Big L. Big L, um... Big L, rest in, in peace. peace. Yo. He said, what's the rap game without L? That's like Jews without ice, China without rice. You know, and if he goes on, I ain't gonna say the rest of it. But like, you know, like, it just like, I was like, wait a minute, you can, there was, I didn't understand that there was rap outside, there, there gangster rap or just gang violence and stuff like that. So, uh, then so I, you, you talking like a 90-ish era and you over here listening to East Coast rap outside in public in West Coast. Yes. Hell yeah, you was about to get messed with a little bit. I was getting messed with hardcore things that I was being told, called, and almost jumped on. And um, that's when I really, Tribe is one of my favorite groups. That's when I discovered Tribe and like, it just, my life changed. And <laughs> Oh yeah, you <laughs> know how y'all know. That's my <laughs> favorite group of all time. 
Can I kick it? You know, true story. If y'all ever look in the inside of our wedding rings, that's what it says. Oh, nice. Yeah. So because like, that's isn't what, that is is that how you asked her out? Yeah, that's how I asked her. That's how that's how I actually asked her to marry me. Like, cause uh, I uh, we use tribe. We um uh, we I proposed to a tribe called Quest Song, and it's like, cause me me I mean I call her Ruby because she's a Ruby D to my Ozzy, and like I she, uh yeah we we just different it's man like in the sense of like yeah like she she you know Cena I'm so blessed with her because like um I don't deserve my wife man like because like she's just she lets me be me and then she's her and it's just and I'm thankful for that like I'm thankful for that I'm not gonna act like it's all perfect I mean we have our moments but I think that's any good relationship like we don't yeah. try to uh front on Instagram like we a real couple and real people but we uh I'm thankful for her because she lets me be me. Like I will go out and she knows I'm going to pick up vinyl. She knows I'm going to go look for comic books and then she can care most less about it because she doesn't like TV. She doesn't watch TV like that. So, but me, I'm like, oh, look at this. And she's like, oh, that's so cool, babe. And I'm like. It's so sweet, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I think that's reflected in you. You're both, you're one. Like when I yeah. see the two of you, you are one, but you're still mm -hmm your own people. I love that. Exactly. When Sheena started rocking them Cortezes, I was like, oh, they they love, love each other. <laughs> <laughs> like a real like, like never. a real food West Coast. Yeah. What do they call the milkshakes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. I was like, oh. <laughs> he got her. He got her. Yeah, we, we, we Yo, and that's where it was a change for me because like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was tough growing up. Like Doctor Sando in LA with all that, and but at the same time, I loved it. Like I, Ice Cube, I was a huge influenced by Cube and um, influenced by it. But it, I, I just always because my father was in gang. It was it was a LA Crip, and you know what I'm saying. And then my uncles, and that's all. Like to this day, when Sheena say about my family, it's it's so embedded in them. When you meet them, you don't that it's still like that. So, right. but one thing I was taught as a young man, you don't fake. So I couldn't, I didn't feel right listening to, to now older, I, I, I can gangster rap because I just felt like that's the style I didn't live. And you got called out for doing that. So, so you didn't, you didn't fake. It was not what EPM, EPMD say, ain't no future in your front. Is that EPMD? Yeah. No, that's MC Breed. MC Breed, that's who it is. Yeah, ain't no future <laughs> in your front. Thank you. So like, yeah, so like, but yeah, so just, yeah, like I just, I just felt like it was none of that. Like, don't lie. You ain't got to lie to kick it. You know what I'm saying? So, right. So the two of you together coming together as one. How how did your relationship change the way you approached music when you started? <laughs> Suarez inspired Republic. Like, is this a record label? Can you can we talk about that? But I really want you to talk focus on how your relationship working together with music changed. That's true, Ruby. <laughs> that is a really good question. Um, it's so funny because me coming from that world where everything is supposed to be done a certain way. Like you don't go outside of the box. Like this is the, <laughs> this is the rubric, follow it. Like when stepping into, I'll say just into the like recording artists, like that part of the creative scene. Um, when it, <laughs> Devante, he is so free flowing. And that's something for me, it was very hard uh, because it's like, oh no, it doesn't have to be done a certain way. Just do it, just go. And I'm like, well, wait, no, you gotta, I need some guidelines. Like I need rules, I need lists, I need all that. And it's just, 
I've learned to just throw it all out of the window, um, which really led me to finally <laughs> releasing the EP. Um, and just that creative, that process, just in making that, um, I don't think it would have been the same if I didn't have Devonte. So for me, that's what I would say. I've learned to not feel as though I have to do things a certain way or be structured. It's art. It's so, it's so subjective. It's whatever you make it. So that can go anywhere. Let it absolutely. Flow. Let it be. So mm-hmm. speaking of the new EP TYS, first of all, I have to say. The day the album dropped, Christina sent me the most tearjerker text message. I, I just, I'm literally in my room like, uh, no, it's mine. <laughs> well, she hasn't. She, we haven't had some some sweet tears from Ali on the show in a while, hey, and I'm collecting. And, and I'm collecting them for a spell. He's collecting my tears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know why? Yeah. Because you know why he says that? Because he made me cry last night. I got a shout out, a Lessons in Fresh Twitch shout out, and I literally had no clue it was coming. I'm like, ah! I'm and sitting here like, no, I'm the triple water sign. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she says, hey, sissy, I hope this doesn't wake you. I hope you're feeling better and resting. I just wanted to say thank you for always, ah, dang it, Doc, supporting Devante and me with everything that we do. Your huge heart. <laughs> And love means so much to us. I'm so mad at you right now. I'm when I told from you, both of y'all. when I told you that I was working on my EP, I remember that huge, beautiful smile, and I can still remember you telling me to just go for it. That's exactly what I needed. Love you. And I responded with, "I promise I'm going to give this a text a proper <laughs> response." But right now, I simply don't have the words. I'm just so dang proud of you, Christina. Mi corazón está muy feliz. yeah so it it really like because i and the reason why i'm crying is because i remember that moment i remember it very well i remember her being like ah i just don't know and that and you know it's might be a woman thing too we have this like pressure of like i just don't know if i should do it if i should put it out there there's this extra little thing that i feel like guys don't really get sometimes because they just, man, vultures pick you apart. Mm. And um, I remember mm. looking at her like, girl, you better do that. Like, mm. you have so much talent um, to let this go to waste. Like, just go for it. And the two of you together, building the company together, I'm like, oh, this is it's your time. Let's please do this. So, okay. Ah, dang it. Yeah, take them roses take them roses because yeah you, all you are appreciated <laughs> especially in we the sports household our son calls you auntie uh, auntie Allie, you know what I'm hey you aspen are- that's my sharknado baby <laughs> sharknado. doc you gotta watch sharknado although aspen doesn't like sharknado anymore i guess i need to get up on a new well, one he's a sharknado Oh, Doc, you wanna Wait, ooh, what? Wait a minute. Oh, okay. I feel like this we is gotta talk about this later. A, since I'm talking about Sharnada, I wouldn't feel right if I didn't say AB is a hater. I just feel like I needed to say that. Okay. Proceed, Ali. Proceed. Wait, okay. Sharknado. Sharknado. It sounds, it sounds of, ominous. Is this like a kid's show? What is the deal? No, it's like one of the worst B movies you've ever seen with Ian Ziering. Is that how you say his name? He was I on. think so. Oh, oh, I don't even know his name actually. I think that's wait. Of Are there like eight of these? Yes. yes. 
Yes. Okay, it's just like snakes on the plane. I haven't watched any of those. Yeah. We're actually going to edit this whole part out of the podcast. Cool. <laughs> a, a, B, I stand with you. I stand with you. I, I just need to see the cover. All I needed to see was the cover art. And I was like, I'm good. It's Lake ridiculous. Placid. It's too no, ridiculous. But please leave in the part that I said something about Aspen watching Sharknado. <laughs> no, no, we're not. <laughs> and M A M A B is a hater. M A B is a hater. That is my arch enemy. A B, he's not a hater. He's he just feels. A- Look, A B, Aaron Bernard, strongly. the old school maestro from 105 K Jams, uh, is just a tough. Let's okay, see. so all right, straight up and down. Mm. No I will, I will I will say this if he doesn't like Sam Elliott's toads then we're going to have a problem. It's like in that same cuz cuz before they started putting animals and tornadoes and snakes on planes they were just enlarging really small animals just like a killer bunny movie. Okay. Oh lord. There's like, oh, like lord. there's this one with like super sized radioactive toads started starring the oh, incomparable Sam Elliott. Like if you're going to do a B movie do it well. You can't just put sharks in a tornado and press play man. Come okay. on. We gotta, right, we gotta, right, get, we, got, yeah. we gotta get Aspen on that one for sure. So, Christina, going back to TYS. First of all, what does TYS mean, and how does it feel to put that project out into the world? TYS stands for Trust Your Spirit, which is what I really feel like. That's what it took to to create, like just to create. Um, for the most part, what I wanted like my audience to take from the project or just the the meaning the tys trust your spirit just in general is that don't hold back like the same things that are keeping you back can also be the same things that push you forward and i feel like that's how my life has been really um especially with like dealing with I think next week will make six years since the last time I've actually heard my mother's voice um because she she had a heart attack which caused like six years ago which caused uh, anoxic brain injury so like motor skills things like that it's just like it's a no-go so that's something that it's crazy you can talk to somebody every single day and then you forget like how important they are to you or just how much you goodness like once it's just ripped away all of a sudden like it's just you just feel so empty and that was like a big big struggle for me because I could have stayed and you know felt sorry for myself but I had to pick up the pieces and I I had to move forward so that's really the foundation of the project I would say um those but are a lot of good to, to pick finally up, release it i real <laughs> that's a, those are a lot of pieces to pick yes, up so well, i, I see now what was important to you as as you were working on the project what was the most important thing for you to the message maybe that you want your listeners to take away to just keep pushing like no matter what um i know for me it comes down to like a spiritual sense. Um, and I always refer to uh, this scripture, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which is trust in the Lord with all your heart. All your heart. Not, Lead not on your own understanding. Own understanding. In all your in ways. All your ways. Yep. And he'll That's my favorite. Path. That's my favorite. Yes. Yeah. 
Allie, look at that. Three, five, Proverbs <laughs> three, five, and six. Yep. It's so. the North Star to Proverbs. Forward, man. You're going to be all right. Oh, that is what I want people to take away from that. So. Yeah. I love that. What's your favorite song on the album? That is so hard. It's I such a hard question. Like picking a favorite child. I... <laughs> <laughs> Line up against the wall. <laughs> Man, I love woman. I, I love woman. I really, really do. Um, Devontae encouraged me to write that song. He did. He was a part of that creative process. And it's so funny because... He, oh, he jokes so much, but the woe and woman, that was yeah. Devante. That was him. He he came up yeah. and he put the woe and Well, he used that as a line. You put the woe like, and woman, girl. girl. The woe and woman. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. You I, know, when I, I, I hear woman. that, when I hear that song, I think I need to see this on a movie soundtrack. Like it mm-hmm. needs to be on a film. Like I, mm-hmm. I look, I hear it and I go, this, this is, this song is really big. It's a big sounding song. And it's in the uh, transition part on one of the episodes of Blurds that's going to premiere right after the premiere of uh, uh, Insecure on HBO in 2021. Mm. Yeah, or 2021. 2021. Yeah. 20, 2028. Mm. I'm going to shorten it. And and that's, ooh, I see where you're going with that. I see. Yeah, I'm putting I this in the universe. That. I'm receiving it. Let me catch that. We're manifesting it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really I, important I agree with you. That's a really, really good song. It's one of those Thank songs you. that I, I had to have an introspective look as a male in my uh, my dealings with the opposite sex, whether it be professional but primarily relational. Uh, it was like I had a 15 minute conversation, like this applies. I was a butthole or something like that. Or like I missed out on something super great or something like that. Yeah. Did, you have a, did you have a James Brown, it's a man's 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 world moment? Is that what that was? Like, this is a man's uh, world, but it wouldn't be nothing. Nothing. What I, I, I think when we sat down uh, and we were working on that create that song creatively, because like uh, we got the track together, and then I was like, "Oh, this is where we want to go with this," and I was like, "Because <laughs> Sheena, no, I I get irked of how you know I, I'm trying to word it where I won't." I get irked on how women, the constant mistreatment of women, because from my mom before she remarried being raised by a single mother, like, you know, I have a, that's, that's, that's a soft spot for me. And when me and, and baby started working together and like, I just saw that most men wouldn't talk to my wife. And, and like, she, that's the quick zero to a hundred real quick. Oh, well, well can, I, can I talk to your husband? And I'm like, no, you can talk to her. Like, and it was a thing that just bothered me. And um, even now, like with the hip hop community, it irks me because I don't think we reference enough that the best MCs out are, are women right now. They say we get things done better than a man. They say the future's female, but we've been standing here looking in the day and idolize the lies trading self-worth for a, a silicone frame i put the woe in one mind there's nothing you can say to take it away 
One of the best female MCs in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right now is Bambi. Yeah, Bambi her roses. <laughs> That's right. Kill, kill. Not this month. Let's not give Bambi her roses this month. Uh, oh, that's been a thing. <laughs> oh no, she gonna, she gonna get on me the minute she hears that. She okay? Y'all got a back and forth that I don't know about. We're gonna have to fill me in later. So there's a track on Sheena's album called "Got Questions," and I commented. I don't know, somebody's Instagram post, and I said, oh, baby came with the F-Y-M. The fuck you mean? But I was like, no, no, no. It was actually the F-I-L-L. Fuck I look like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, my bad. Blame, blame it on the Rona. I got it wrong. But, no, it was almost like when she comes in on a song, okay, did anybody see the reaction video of the two kids that hear Phil Collins in the air tonight for the first time? Has anybody seen that yet? No. You got okay. First of all, go to YouTube reaction video. Phil Collins in the air tonight. When they hear, they're hearing the drum solo for the first time. And I, and you anyway, it was so great. I wish I could remember when I. Heard it. <laughs> all right, that's how it felt when you hear Bambi's verse hit. It's like, she like oh like, shit! Like it's she like Mia X is gangsta boo. It's like is 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 freaking Foxy Brown all wrapped in a package and yes. just. We'll set this here. <laughs> she, it, you've been watching the No Limit Chronicles. Yeah. No, I've been listening to NTS, and they just dropped a couple of mixes the past couple of days in honor of No Limit. I actually watched another interview today with Eddie Griffin talking about how Mass P was like, they gave me a million dollars for foolish. He was like, he saw, he saw that I put them on back in the day. I was sitting on Sunset. He came through with a bunch of fools and a bunch of camo. He was like, you remember me? Just smiling this girl. Like, yeah, nigga, I remember you. I put you on back in the day, man. You're doing good. He's like, you got any scripts? He's like, I'll be right back. But yeah, I've been in, No Limit has found its way around my face in the past like eight days, a lot. It's, they've wow. got it. Check out the No Limit Chronicles on BET. The last two episodes are airing next week. And I, when I tell you I'm reliving that era, oh. like, oh my gosh, I remember Ghetto D was like, yeah. Good time. It's, it's a good time. <laughs> if you don't have them album covers, you didn't have nuts. So we were talking about that a little bit last night because Somar was like, uh, no, no, on all that. It was like, you got to understand where this stuff comes from, the why it gets notoriety. They weren't the best lyricists, but no. you listen to those lyrics, you're going to find something. Exactly. It's, about the, it's about their story. So That's anyway, story. let me go back. Yeah. To, so Bambi, shout out to Bambi. On shout out, Bambi. Shout out like, to Bambi. Except this month. And I have to say, my personal favorite track is the very first one, The Vow, because it's acapella. And I just was mm. so like, <laughs> you know. Range. Yeah, it, mm. it, it's just the perfect start to the album. Mm. So very, I'm, I'm so proud of you again. I'm just ready to go, it's girl, ready so to go. It's amazing. Doing it. I feel like I bro. have this creative bug. I just want to keep creating like that's uh, yeah that's just please, what i think please yeah. continue doing that please do that mm -hmm. yes so i'm gonna dig back into february 27th of 2009 uh if you guys will just give me a moment <clears throat> i have something that i want to play for you 
greeting, ladies and gentlemen. It's the return of Mr. Righteous, which you have now entered to. It's a V-Sucks, Death Star experience. Survive like no other. Da 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 In love with a love like no other. The son of God, I call him Big Brother. My big brother was Big's brother. The only difference, man. Mary was his mother. This is a song yeah. called In All Your Ways. That's right. Auto-tuned, Devante, mm-hmm. I Am Dez. I Were you even mm-hmm. I Am Dez at that point? I don't think um, you were. I don't even, I don't even remember. Like, it's such a... So this God, is the first That was 2009? Tw- yep. February 27th. I have the exact day that we met because... Marty McFly, time traveling? Did they steal Dez's swag, bro? That shit sounded like it came out <laughs> yesterday. Come on, man. I've been trying Yo. to tell him that, Doc. I'm trying to talk him into remaking it. So we're, I'm going to get to that. So basically, February 27th, 2009, I meet Devonta. He sells me an iPhone, right? Was it my first iPhone? I don't remember. Yeah, it was. My first iPhone. Come on, man. And <laughs> so and we're talking music, whatever, and he emails me several tracks, but that mm. one was like, oh my God, I love this song so much. Mm. Like, it's, and for the longest, I'd bring it back up to him. I don't like this song anymore. And I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> like, I think, you know how I think artists do. It's that yeah. feeling of, no, that was my, for, I, I, so many things I could have done better. Or yeah. I want to improve or whatever, mm. but I'm hoping that, you know, I it, that's about it's so I have a uh, like most artists uh, love hate with my old music, but the love hate comes from not because I, I think it's like better, because like um, I just remember how close minded spiritually I was, so it doesn't really my, like have to so much the mm-hmm. songs, it's just my spirit. Like, I think that like so when, when people and that's why I have to learn that people it will hit them differently, but for me, I was just like, nah, man, I don't think my. My heart, with that song it was I don't question that song so I never question that's why it's so good but it's other songs I'm like Ugh. like I just know my heart wasn't in the right place with God and I never wanted to represent God like that like you know so I just always want to make sure that it's from a loving I take my faith as a Christian very serious and I I, I take that in a serious important that we have so many judgmental Christians I don't want to be one, the other one and I believe in respecting and honor people's spiritual beliefs especially if they're doing that with mine and like, so I don't ever think I stopped making gospel music. I still do. I just learned that that good news, I give it a, a more direct. A you tell it in a life. secular way. Yeah, yeah, I just, I do. And I love it. So you do. a lot of people ask me about that song. Matter of fact, it was crazy because, um, dang, that's God, you bring up so many memories. That's when I met Allie. So like, oh man, like, golly. Um, I remember when I met Allie, because I came out here, I went to Bible college at Rama, and then like, I didn't think Tulsa had nothing going because I just came, I came out here to get away from uh, California. And um, I just felt like I started, like I was saying earlier, like music, yeah, I wasn't in the hip hop, but I really took hip hop seriously. And I was like, honestly, like still, like I, I took it serious. I used to email A&Rs and send music. Like I would do that at least once a week, like nothing. <laughs> and or at least it almost felt like every day some days. And then like, so in California, I just felt like it was, this pond where you have to be like everybody else like that. That's why I'm so thankful as I now, really now the Tulsa music scene because Tulsa has grown into its own beautiful, unique scene. And 
like if you if you really stay and appreciate it and see what it's worth, you have you understand. It. And Ali helped me see that because I was like, ain't no MCs out here. And Ali put me on one of my dudes, the tones, because when they did that Tulsa Transit on that thing, and I was on World Star, <laughs> and I was like, who are these guys? And like, I um because I didn't think there was nobody out here, and I was like, that that hip hop artist in me, one of the MCs. And then I remember seeing Steph, and I, to this day, Steph was like, now we call him Biggie now, but Steph, his flow, I used to be like, how did he get so many words like that? Like, and just like, dude, how he does little things, and then how he switched it up, and then how he just so smooth with the beat. And then later on, like, Steph became my neighbor. He was one of my neighbors. Uh, like, and like, we got the vibe and get to know each other more. And like, but going back to that song, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just so blessed because Allie, like, that's why I said I'm sure earlier, like give you your roses because like you saved my life. Like I just I was at a point where musically I just didn't I, I thought I was that was it. I wasn't gonna ever go nowhere. I would never dream that I would have an opportunity to do something like Fire in a Little Africa. I never dreamed that I would have an opportunity to be a part of one of the greatest music teams in the world. And I take I don't take that lightly. And um and I'm so thankful. Like I'm I remember when I went to like a drummer show and went to like Lessons Refresh and looking at Doc. Like and like yeah. now, it, it's it's a verse and like you you don't yeah I don't think people understand. My wife hears me talk about it all the time, but I think when it comes to me, people understand how I rep LA hard because I've always my people are put on me. You don't forget where you're from, but when I rep Tulsa hard, my wife would tell you I rep Tulsa hard where I go. We were out in Uga, I was out in Nashville, um, and Tulsa, Tulsa, Tulsa. And I'm talking about there, just making connections and. Um, North Carolina, Tulsa, 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 you know, and everywhere I travel, I talk about California right there too. And because I'm so grateful for the artists who paved the way for somebody like me to even sit down on a podcast with you guys when I didn't think that would be possible. And I, I can cry about it because I love Tulsa hip hop scene so much because every one of these damn artists like are important to me. And I'm not yeah. saying that just to like try to say something. I don't need a feature with none of them because I'm thankful because I get to call them family. So. Yeah, I know. I I love being able to say I knew him when. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are both on uh, Born on Black Wall Street, one of Steph Simon's album. Yeah, there was yeah. an interesting tidbit. Mm -hmm. The day that we shot, was it the Diamonds video? Yeah. Can I tell this story, Christina? Is it okay? <laughs> yes. I think I think Steph would be okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think he would too. Why are you asking questions on your own podcast, Ali Shaw? I mean, you know, I'm just going to make sure it's okay. So we're standing there on the corner waiting for our turn to stand behind Steph as he's, you know, rapping and whatever. And, um, and uh, she said, you know, I wasn't supposed to say no pinky ring. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Because in the song, we'll, we'll probably end up playing a little clip of it. No pinky ring, no pinky ring, right? I'm not going to sing it like Rashina. What was it supposed to be? New pinky ring. Steph called me. We had been performing the song. And he, you know, I, I forgot how many. It, would, it had to be months that went by. And he called me. And I'm like, oh, it's Steph. Like, let me see what's up. I'm like, what's up, bro? Hey. What's good? So, you know, after we've been performing that song, I realized you say no pinky ring. It 
supposed to be new pinky ring. And I was like, Steph, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just think it's so hilarious because that the whole story about Dick Rowland and how you know he got a new pinky ring that but at the same time I'm like but it made sense it ends up making sense so I just thought it was an Uh, interesting little tidbit did you know that doc (laughs) (laughs) as as far as much as my ear is to the street there are something so subterranean that I just don't pick it up (laughs) but that's an interesting fact because now now I know yeah yeah Devante, how do you feel about being a part of that project as well? It was an honor. Like, um, like I appreciate Steph. Like for always, Steph always shows us love and like, mm-hmm. like, like we Steph. <laughs> I appreciate that project because Steph, boy, Steph will call us at midnight. Hey, I got this idea. I want y'all to be. I'm like Steph. You know it's midnight. It's like, hey, um, like Bess, I need you. And this idea is that me and him talked about that. I'm still waiting for the confirmation when I can start rolling with it. But um, I, I was happy to be a part because that project, it, it belongs in, um, what do they call them, those time votes or something like that? That, uh, yeah, it is. And like, mm-hmm. I always, I do not take it lightly being uh, part of anything in Oklahoma's culture. And that thing when Steph goes to the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame or just the Hall of Fame in general, because he deserves to be in one with that project. Yeah. Um, just to know I was a part of it. Like, I, I still can't believe it sometimes because I look at it like, dang, I was on that. You know what I'm saying? And then that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, I I, I appreciate him and uh, I mean, I'm number love for him for that. Yeah. Shout out to Steph. Mm-hmm. One of those uh, pieces in the puzzle that's always the catalyst. Yeah. And Silver and Gold mm-hmm. is actually the name of the song mm-hmm. that, that we yeah. need to do, reference as well. Um, but go listen to Born on Black Wall Street. Make sure you listen to Born on Black Wall Street. Uh, so Des, you have a lot of nostalgia in your music. And one particular project that I'm thinking about is an album called, uh, Saturday Morning Cartoons and a box. That's right. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to bring it out in my, uh, I got my pops. Gotta have my pops. Got and I got my shirt. I got my Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles USB that included the album, and it came yes. inside this Pops album. So we did an album release party. That's some <laughs> dope marketing. Just saying, that's <laughs> that's really good marketing right there. We did that Thank here you. at the house, at my house, and mm. we had a wall of cereal boxes. <laughs> Bezel yeah. made gumbo. Mm-hmm. It was the best night, and um. I don't know. I I think if you really want to be able to yeah. get a visual of what that night was like, look up the article in the Tulsa Voice that Mary Noble wrote. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. She really painted the picture. So lovely. Shout out to Mary oh. Noble. Shout out. Oh, I'm thankful for all y'all to help with that. That's my baby. Like, that's my baby. Like, Saturday morning, that's one of the reasons... Uh, why we, uh, that was the first project from Sewers Republic. A lot of people don't know that was the first project to come out from our company. Uh, like, so we wanted to make sure that, like, I didn't want to put it out first. I wanted Sheena to be the first one because I thought her project was overdue. And they was like, no, you will put this project out. You're going to do this. And then, like, I was like, all right. And then um, everything, like, just came flowingly. It took me, um, it took me, what, 
two we went to Nashville. Well, shout out to my boy Josh Hupp, my producer, super producer, super friend, super brother. Um, took a we were how long were we in Nashville? Like four days? Like four days? I recorded that project in like four days. And I was gonna um, say we were there for and week? Tony Williams. Tony Williams, my brother Tony week. Williams, like because nobody, Tony, yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony Greenwood, Greenwood Williams. Williams. That's his name. Tony Greenwood. Greenwood. Yeah, Greenwood. That's, right. that's what I call him. But like, um, yeah, that's my baby. Saturday morning cartoons was just, um, it was kind of like where I was alluding to earlier about just like growing up, and then um, TV has always influenced me, and um, I was more inspired by TV than I was actual rappers, and because um, the creativity of movies and TV shows, Fresh Prince, uh, Martin. Uh, Wonder Years, um, and then like just Saturday morning cartoons. I remember how free that was. Me and my brother playing Genesis. Me and my me having an Atari back in the day playing that, and then I wanted to recapture that. So everything the what brand was your on my favorite. Side. What was the favorite Saturday morning cartoon? What, what my was... favorite cartoon was uh, Gargoyles. One of my all time favorites. That's why all I say right. it from Compton in Love, which is one of my most overlooked verses. I always feel like that because. Baby, get on me. She's like, I don't think you gonna realize what you said on, on that song. That's the point, love. though. Yeah, I think I <laughs> they gotta, gotta go back you. and research it. They gotta go back. Compton with Love is my baby on that project because, uh, like I said, I said my black identities, the story of gargoyles, because like black folks, we were stripped from our own land, looked upon with fear. They treat us like we monsters. Why the hell you bring us here? Because most of my people, we stoners by day that come alive at night, right? <laughs> shout out to, shout outs! That's, that's like, there's a, there's a lot wrapped in that line. And all you really need to do is just watch the intro and you'll get all of it. You'll get all yes. of it. Hey, yeah. shout out to Keith David, one of the most iconic voice actors in the game. Come on, bro. Like, my Lord, Doc. Doc is an encyclopedia of knowledge. I don't know how much of this knowledge is actually useful, but it's darn entertaining. <laughs> It's I very useful. It. Oh my gosh. I I've learned, it. I can't even tell you the amount of stuff I've learned just doing the show with Doc. Like, wait, what? What B movie? Yeah. Like, <laughs> true. Here's a side note, real quick. A true Doc's uh, free story that I still get please, in trouble to please this day. Don't. Oh. Yeah, no, no. You, you should have known it was coming. You, you made me cry on this episode, so you got to take yeah, it. I got Come you. Over I here. Thought, I got no, you guys. might cry from laughter. Uh, I thought we were going to so, get through this whole thing without it. But no, no, you should have known it was coming. Tell it. So, me and my boy, my DJ, DJ Will the Beast, who helped me with Saturday morning. Legacy. That's when you hear the whoop. That's all DJ would have been. And so, anyway, we were doing uh, lessons, and then we'll, we we have a classic set always. We do this classic set, and I'm I believe in paying homage to the DJs because people don't utilize DJs right anymore. That's my theory. And anyway, so Will agreed, doing, agreed, agreed. Come on, come on. So Will was sitting there getting ready to spin. Now Will, let me break this down. The night at the house before Will. I got a surprise for you. And I was like, what you got? He's like, <laughs> he was, I was like, what you got? He's like, nah, I got something to pull it out for you. You're going to love it when you do it. So Will starts scratching and he takes that big pun. Forgive me, I'm getting to the point where I can't remember the songs. What's that? The funny, not, the, not that one. Uh, what's that song? Puerto, the Puerto, Puerto Rico. Ah, you always knew you make it. Even though they play. So Will starts spinning and then he has a and he starts doing this for like five. It felt like it, it wasn't really five minutes. It felt like five minutes. So Will is killing it. I mean, killing it. 
And then we like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. It is this big moment. And then all you hear is boom. Because Doc Free done kicked the table and I knocked the table. <laughs> Bumped it. Now Bumped let me explain it. why this is significant. Every time me and Will perform, I get too hyped. If you see me perform, I get mad hyped. Because it is like my release. I am very chill, but when I get excited, especially being on stage, because I, it's hard for me because I don't see a crowd. I've always just see, just, I see giants and I want to, it's like I'm the giant slayer. And like, so I'm always known for kicking Will's stuff and I always get in trouble, but he always gives Doc Free his pass. And I'm here to say, on it's this my podcast, show. This, no, on this show, on your show, Doc Free knocked Will's Will pieces set off, messed it all up. Free desk. That's all I'm saying, y'all. Hey, 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 look, 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 look. Because what they don't know is that there's footage of that very moment. <laughs> they don't, and what y'all don't know, and what y'all don't know that as much hype as he's putting into this, let's let's take about forty eight percent offer. Because <laughs> the room was vibing. Yes, the room was vibing though. But you're trying to make it sound like it was being yeah. free tonight or something, bro. Yeah, like, he shut the the whole show stopped. It's but it was for a brief hard. moment, for the brief moment, and I was like, I was mortified because I felt like I, it was like, speaking of Martin, it was like Lamar on fucking house party. And he's like, bruh, <laughs> <laughs> bumping the table, stop bumping the table, switch. <laughs> so and I felt like that whole in that whole time I was like, oh man, because I was like, it was getting it was a little packed in there, you know, it's a pony, so mm. I was a little close. So I was like, the whole night I was just like. Because we had four table setups. I'm like, P's and Q's, don't trip over a wire. Don't break anything. Catch someone if they're starting to fall into the table. And who did it? I did it. Sorry, <laughs> Wildebeest. I, I'm sorry I helped your set, DJ Wildebeest. Uh-oh. <laughs> wow. No, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Shade. Just, I'm just, oh, he's going to come for you on that one. Because they never stop talking about this. Every time. Every time. But I would like but you to know. Like, let me just say really quickly, if Devontae picks on you like that, that means he really likes you. Like you I do. do, I love Doc. Or it means it's the him. only thing he's got on me, yeah? It is, it is. Well, because I hear about it from Will all the time. How I like, oh, you remember when we was at Kane's Ballroom and you you hit this? I was like, what about Doc? You never talk about Doc. It's, it's, like, it's like when your parent gets on you and you're like, what about my other siblings? Because I'm the oldest. Like, Exactly. Why does Doc get a pass? <laughs> <laughs> no, if anything, the oldest always gets it the worst. Uh, mm -hmm. The yeah. brothers and sisters. But you had mentioned DJ is not getting utilized enough because, like, I I kind of had like a similar discussion about this the other day. Uh, I'd like to explore that for just just briefly. What do you what do you feel feel on that? How do you feel on that? I feel like my biggest fear with uh, hip hop, like, um, and what I've always tried to say with, um, I. I believe in pushing the game forward or no matter what like as we get older as MCs it's very important that the culture and the spirit of the game gets pushed forward correctly mm -hmm. and nowadays you have DJs like the art of DJing like you take a Soma or you take a, a DJ matter of fact let's just say you take the whole lesson in Fresh Family because I don't think my fear has always been like we need to realize how important lessons in Fresh is and we need to understand how great it is. I, I'm not, I, just for let's start with Tulsa alone, Tulsa's community, how important that is. And all those DJs from the Somars, DJ Alcompton, DJ Will the Beast. And um, I think it's, it's very important to understand that, like, as much as an MC, it's not about me getting my shine. When you look at my old sets, Will made my sets. I'm okay with saying that. That doesn't hurt me. It doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. I know I'm dope. I don't need to, but Will right. helped me get my point across. 
And like it was, and he would tell you, I used to always make sure he would have, if I'm doing a 30 minute set, Will will get 15 to 18 minutes of that set. And I just want to do, because he was the one, he was the crowd if avatar, airbender. He's the crowd bender. He was the one who was going to move the crowd. He was the one who was going to like, in a sense of like, find a vibe for it. Me and Will used to go, and I'm tying all this in to say, I'm sorry for the takeoff, but like it, we, me and Will used to go do a set, and then we would have a whole set plan, see that the crowd just wanted to party. We transformed the whole thing with that. And that's the importance of a, not just a DJ, but a good DJ. And you know what I'm saying? Because you have DJs now, like, oh, we're just going to do it this way. And no, you got to read your crowd. Exactly. Yeah. You got to have Eric B's and Rakim's. It's like, it's not more about impressing them it's just like finding them feeling them understanding them mm-hmm. and that's 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 and that's what we learned when we did that rock him show like that rock him show oh you know, lord like that was oh that was me and Will's last show together but like when rock him dropped the mic and this to see my boy my brother behind him djing for rock him and then how will rock that you know shout out to brad venice because he sent me some footage of that but um like it's just one of those things of like, I think we are not using DJs enough. We just like, we 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 aren't using real DJs. That's a yeah, whole other discussion. Let me just say, Lessons and Fresh is the reason why I don't even like being referred to as DJ Ali Shaw because I'm mm. not DJing. Mm. I can blend. Mm. I have a controller and I, I can blend, but I can't cut and scratch. I can't do all yeah. those. I can't. You know how bad I want to be able to do a transformer. Like, I, I have always wanted to learn that since I heard DJ Jazzy Jeff at Live at Union Square do mm. all these tricks, but I've never had that. And I finally, you know, got an opportunity to try little things here and there before podcast recordings with Doc. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, but that is a whole nother skill that we don't, you know. It's it's about the technology because like a, you know, um, I feel like we're talking about the distinction between using a DJ controller versus like using vinyl control or actual vinyl kind of thing. But there's some impressive things you can do with the press of a button, a twist and turn of a knob. Like shout out to my man, my man Dark, who I see him do it all the time at Vitus um, with the blending. But watching DJ Tums' sec- section last night, like his his segment, the way he the way he can move and then he blend and then blend his beats, like that's the that's a party fucking rocking. And like you said, it's like. Uh, they can bend the crowd. I mean, MCs, we move the crowd, but they, there's a different, there's a Beckham type bend, sonically, that just happens kind of thing. And like, it's no slight on control DJs. I mean, I know a lot of cats out there that are doing it, but it's like, it's even to the point just like interacting with the crowd. Like DJs don't even do that anymore, hardly mm-hmm. ever. It's like they just get back and then they play. And then it's done. Like interact with the crowd. Like our Lamar switch. Like yeah. we got yeah. We need to have that happen, kind of thing. I'm glad you brought that up because like that's something that's kind of been weighing on me for a while. But I, there was a, a side conversation I had about it, and it's interesting you brought it up. These podcasts are like universal engagements. I know. Bless you, bit part players, and I love it. It makes me want to do the extended version of it later because we need to be able to talk about that some more. But let's move forward. We want to talk about your new album coming out, Des, called "Be Kind, Rewind." First of all, when does that drop? And And talk to us about your experience at Blockbuster back in the day. (laughs) Yeah, the biggest thing I will give you both assignments on uh, is finding out the day that Blockbuster ceased operations. And whenever you find out the day Blockbuster ceased operations, you'll find out when the project is dropping. 
Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. So, and the reason I say that, Become Rewind is the uh, Saturday morning cartoons is still a part of the whole series. We're still in season one of Saturday morning car cartoons in a box of cereal. Be Kind Rewind, basically. Shout out to my man, Gary. A lot of people don't know me and Gary talk like almost every day. <laughs> like, Same. Literally, yeah. You know, Gary. That's my guy. That's Gary my is, is, you want to talk about somebody moving in stealth. He's doing stuff mm -hmm. all the time. I know. Mm -hmm. I call, we call him Gatsby in this house. We call him Black Great Gatsby. Yeah, we do. Uh, he is. So, um, <laughs> once you hear it, you're not going to stop calling him that. But um, uh, Be Kind Rewind, basically, yeah. it's a, it's, um, it's a part of the Saturday morning series, and then it takes the character, not me, who that's what Saturday morning is about. And at this point, it's exploring me getting my, my first job, and I'm working at Blockbuster. Blockbuster was very important to me as a child because I used to enter Blockbuster video game tournaments. And um, that's back then when parents were like, oh, don't stay up playing them games. Now they want kids playing their games because they can make millions. And my mom like, man, baby, I didn't know that you could make money off of that. I was like, I told you. I told you, Mama. Like so. Um, no, they can use the money now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. you had to have like some alien wear and some wild. You had to like pay your college tuition and put that into a tower in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Exactly. You really did, though. You really did. But like, I wanted to. Um, it tells the story as as we're transitioning to like um the kid being a, like a teenager getting his first job and working his first job, and um it's a setup uh basically about just blockbuster and it talks about uh one of the songs in there is called west craven flows uh or, or west craven stories if i said it right please um, tell me it was a west craven sample that dude did great work on those scores man those we you know when we did it when me and gary was doing it like i thought about it later so the best i could do is rewrite everything and 90 percent of the bars in there i i, I reference movies like I like every it's a metaphor for each movie, and it's like crazy, like when you you hear it and then um, and then that's the setup for uh, Heroes for Hire, which is oh. um, talk, yeah. So that that's that's a big kind of rewind because it's it's all Saturday morning is like a TV show. So there's first season and the second season doesn't start till September 2021. So um, if if you listen to the first project, then this big kind of rewind is basically taking to this kid getting his first job. His parents basically like, hey, you got to get a job. And then he's like, oh, man. And then, like, he just wants to sit down, play video games, watch his horror movies, and just enjoy life. Uh, doing hair in your mama's kitchen, call it the Ria. I text at 2 a.m. like, hey, you what? You got me feeling good. Sunday dinner after church, good. Holly Berry Monster Ball, that's real good. Thick like cornbread. Now, she the type of girl who can be my space domino and my life partner. Bougetto, that trade school nursing degree. Gonna get her out the ghetto, hello. She a dime in a dozen. But when she go out, she bring her ugly friend and her basic ass cousin. The first one to ask me how much money I make. Told me my music is trash. She team Bootsy and Drake. Let's keep it 100. She don't deal with the fake. I said, like your hair and nails, JK. She looked at me like, hell no, oh no. I know you didn't. The battle of the sexes. We at war every day. She's living. Okay, well, really quickly, because we do need to kind of try and wrap things up a little bit, but we definitely want to focus on your experience with the Fire and Little Africa sessions. Yes. Um, you guys were there all weekend long working with yes. Malachi. 
Yeah, play time. one thousand. I feel like I walked on the track that they're going to be playing at graduations for like the next fifty <laughs> <laughs> that y'all were making, bro. Like oh. y'all was making some powerful stuff in there, bro. It's like sitting there watching Quincy Jones and Mike and them work or something. It was wild. I can cry about those sessions because, like, a lot of people don't know Malachi is one of my like closest friends. Like, about 10, 10, 10 15 years, he was just at the house and we were talking about it because um, mm-hmm. we sat in a um, Carl's Jr. and we were like, "Man, we're gonna just do a big project one day." And then the fact that like I'm not gonna talk too much about it because I'll get emotional because that's my brother. Like, I love Malachi and like, um, Ali motives. Yes, and I didn't want to leave that room. <laughs> And it was super special. Like, I people know I was sick during the sessions. So, like, I couldn't really, I was, like, passing out a lot of times doing it. So it was hard for me to move around. And um, just being in a room with my brother Malachi and then just in the room that we were in, I said the Greenwood Cultural, is it the Greenwood Cultural Center that we were at? Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And it had all the faces of the people in there. Like, it was a couple of times I had to walk out because it just was overwhelming for me. And um, to work with Player 1000, uh, uh JB I got to sit down and vibe with JB a little bit and it was just yeah. touching and then to do with my wife man like we didn't really travel too much because of my health but like um but to be with wifey was very important to me so talk about the sessions at the mansion what because you guys spent a lot of time in the kitchen studio and Malachi yeah, was well, in that room well, Malachi, well, Malachi, wing yeah. cafe yeah, yeah, we stayed in there and we was vibing, and then we ended up vibing with Sid Carter uh, in there. I think that's when Sid came in. I think right, she and Bambi. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. We was oh, go ahead, baby. Like oh, I loved it. Just everything in general. It's so funny because it was like everyone was in their element. You know what I mean? Like I felt like a kid in a candy store in a sense because there were all those different rooms. And it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know which one to go into. And I'll go in one and stay in there for a little bit and then mosey on to another one. But it was just so awesome because it was just so free. Like you you just go with the flow. And that's one thing that I wouldn't have appreciated before now. And it was, yeah, I just felt like a kid in a candy store. And seeing everyone in their element is, is something that comes with that. And for all of us to be together as creatives, like it literally just felt like family. Everyone's family. That's all it was. It it did. I have to say there's so many times that I wish I think about we have to do that again. It needs to be Mm -hmm. a family reunion of sorts. Like Mm -hmm. I don't we will never be able to recreate that moment. Let's pitch in on a party for shop. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> one of the greatest experiences of my life. And I think we all have that same feeling. Um, mm-hmm. so Devonta, you were talking about being in that room at the Greenwood Cultural Center, which mm-hmm. as you were saying that just now, I was like, that same room is where I had my 40th birthday party. You did. Oh, I remember that. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, my boss, Martha Vaughn, uh, she helped me yeah. to reserve the space. And I remember being like, I don't really want to have a party in here. But I, mm-hmm. my goal when I usually when I have birthdays is like, I want a line of DJs. And I, what yeah. I had like five, Jeff Bianca, AB, you know, we had all, all these DJs. But that was the one thing that I'm like, well, it was kind of more like a dinner party. You know, we had dancing a little bit, but it wasn't crazy, right? Trying Run to be back. Crazy. But you were talking about... um seeing all those faces on the wall. Mm -hmm. And I wanted you to 
go into what, how were you, you know, I know you said you don't want to talk about it too much, but we do want to ask both of you, how old were you when you first learned about the Tulsa race massacre? Oh, I, I learned about it during, cause y'all know I grew up in the LA riots, the second one. So that's when I had learned about it because everybody used to say it feels like, like, like that. And I, and, and I hope, I don't like to say that cause I'm not to take away from the family who's been through that. So I tread lightly saying that. But growing up in LA riots, that's what we, it was explained to me then, but I didn't grasp it until later. Uh, man, maybe I cannot remember that lady who gave me that book. It was a lady at my job. And uh, man, I, I get most to think about it. She, uh, she came to my job, we were just talking. And then she's like, uh, do you know about the race? I said, yeah, yeah. And I said the yeah, like I know of, but like just the details of stuff that I'm still finding out that it, it, it breaks my heart because um like nobody should have to go through that like but we still here like you know what i'm saying and it's being there was like um in that room and being a part of that project it was really it was um not to go details but the song the doc was talking about that's why it was important for us to write that we'll play 1000 and stuff like that because i wanted to capture i can't say thank you for the people enough who who gave your life some people gave up like not by choice you know what i'm saying but it's it, it, it's hard for me because it's like I'm still processing but when I first learned about it a lady handed me a book and it was about the history of Tulsa and she was basically talking about uh, we talked the book talked about also too like Indian trails and things that I'm still learning um and but she talked about the race riots and I was finding stuff out that I'm like oh my god like even when we were in the riots nobody broke this down like that like I didn't understand that and like to think about it and the fact that like it was so covered up and I'm like, how <laughs> you go to jail for coming up? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, baby, go ahead. Like, let me yeah, Christina, tell us how old were you when you first learned about it? It's crazy because I wasn't even here in Tulsa yet. I was still in Arkansas. Um, there was, I went to my junior high. There was a kid, his uncle, I believe, uh, Hannibal Johnson, oh, wrote a book. And um, I remember being at like our, was similar to like the Greenwood Cultural Center, but it was the Martin Luther King Park in Arkansas in Fort Smith. And he was there talking about the book. And I was just kind of like, race riots. Like, wait, what? In Tulsa? Like, it's crazy because Tulsa, we would always come here during the summers for like AAU basketball, things like that. But, but reference to the race riots that wasn't a that was never a thing so to come to Tulsa and not really hear about it and then light is being shed well was um I think I had hit college by this time where you know more conversation about it began to begin to happen it was just kind of like I remember this being mentioned when I was a kid what like it, it so I had to be maybe 10, 11 years old. Mm. Yeah. So, <sighs> yeah. So to it's be all... a part of, yeah, what we are now, just firing little Africa, just that experience alone, it's been uh, so beautiful. So from both of you, tell us what everything is us means to you. Yes, yes. <laughs> everything, is, uh, everything is us. That means... It's, it's family, like, you know what I'm saying? And I think um, 
when I hear that, it's just like we need to give each other roses, man. Like everything else means like care about each other's mental health, care about each other's spiritual health, care about each other's physical health. Like all of it, like everything is us is that we are union. This is us. You know what I'm saying? This is this is like when you, it's a team. It's a team. It's a and team. as a team, yeah. when you look at that, don't be don't be upset. Stop having ego get up because somebody's getting the shine right now. Just know your time is coming. Because when the coach calls you into the game, you need to be ready to hit the shot. So that's all it is. It's a team. Mm. Everything is us. Mm. Don't get upset when it's not your turn. Everything is us. When your time comes in, come on. Come on. It's a yeah. team. It's a team. So that go ahead, Booby. Laker jersey. No, everything is us. I think family is the first thing that comes to mind. And there's so much power in that, like working together. That is that is huge. Like it's one thing when it's just one person, but when everyone comes together, that's just like it is so powerful. Yeah. So that's what it means to me. Yeah. No ego. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I, I think it's kind of a, a fine balance because we are all a part of this hip hop community. So mm-hmm. without ego, you really kind of can't, you kind of have to have some, mm-hmm. but I would, what I would like to see is more of a balance, you know, sometimes like sometimes, you know, you kind of have to put yours to the side a little bit so you can help someone else boost theirs. And to me, like that's, yeah also a definition of everything is us like well oh, okay well let me push you up i like the, the line in steph's song when he says uh crabs in the barrel but my but my bucket or my but my bucket pushing me out like that that line i'll never forget that that night he performed that in the in the mansion the feeling that i had from it like oh it's so true it's like nobody's trying to pull anybody down we want us all to 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 uh succeed here you know what i mean that's that's the whole point the beauty of it and the biggest definition I can get, like I said earlier, I always say continue to push the game forward. And the reason I say that is, I know me and Allie talk, but my, when my hero Kobe passed away, that's the last thing he said to LeBron. Everything is us is that definition of what Kobe said to LeBron. Because when LeBron passed Kobe up, Kobe could have said every, anything. But his last words that we saw publicly was continue to push the game forward. So that is yeah. what I pray for every artist is to continue to push the game forward. When Doc and all them started doing lessons, they continued to push the game forward. Every time that my lovely sister goes do her weekend rewind, whenever she moves and she does her thing, or now she's with the podcast, she's continuing to push the game forward. And our job for each other is just to support each other and love each other. You know what I'm saying? And when your number and your time, what Cut said, when you get your moment, you better own <clears throat> Uh, I'm like, say the I'm going Oops, oops, oops. I need bitch in there. Bitch, Yo, you better bitch, own you it. Better own it. <laughs> better own it. Oh own man. It. Thank y'all so man, much. Appreciate on y'all coming through today. For right. Thank y'all for having us. Um yeah, appreciate y'all. Cause like it's another perspectives, visions, vibes. Oh, We'll circle back real quick because no one asked me my favorite classical or musicals, uh, whatever. Nobody like did. Figueroa because of Saturday morning that. cartoons. Okay. <laughs> and because of Looney Tunes, Saturday morning cartoons, the Barbara Figaro is something that I end up looking up because of my favorite operas. Uh, and then classical, um, Tchaikovsky selections by the uh, Arabic uh, Orchestra from like 1987. Bam. Okay. Cool. 
And also, bro, Big L, I was getting chastised for listening to Big L amongst my East Coast rap peers because they were all about the over the over stuff. No one listened to Big L. So mm. I'm with you. I was catching it in East Coast drum circles about even listening to L, a Big L in Oklahoma because fools didn't know about a lot of New York rap in Oklahoma. Mm. My bad, dog. I'm sorry we forgot to ask you about your favorite opera musical. Hey, it's all good. I just wanted to feel the connection with everybody, and I, I feel it. Doc's feel room it. is a vibe right <laughs> Man, Doc always has a vibe. So on behalf of the Fire and Little Africa podcast, I'm Ali Shaw. And I'm Doc Free. And we want to thank the Suarez Republic, Christina Suarez. I am Des. Thank you so much for being here today. For sure. Go run the numbers up on TYS. For Miss Christina Suarez, and uh, be on the lookout for that Beacon Rewind, <laughs> and make sure you listen to that Living Single when it hit. Oh. Yes, oh. we didn't even get to talk about Living Single, but let me just say really quickly, I was on a Living Single binge watch the other day, and Ooh. oh, the <laughs> lyrics. Make sure you guys. I had to fight for the women on that. Oh man, we could have talked about that. I had to fight for some women on that one. <laughs> but make sure you, you guys check. Too. Check out the new project, and we always want to remind you to be the spark. Protect your flame. Pass the torch. torch. Yeah. All right, we're going to end out with a track featuring both of these lovely folks. Shout out to the Suarez Republic. This is The Last Dragon. Yeah. Last Dragon Affirmation. There is proof that God exists when I look at you And you looking real good, Hey, look at you This is not a song, but simply my belief in you My daily affirmation, spirit's confirmation That you are better than your current situation Food for your soul like a bowl of basil gumbo Let's put some good vibes all on your plate Hey, take a breath and then forgive yourself Set yourself free from the things you used to be Failure's not an option, but it is human nature You burn a few bridges, I crown a beauty for your ashes Now look within, you'll find your hidden treasure Your body's healthy, your mind is brilliant It is all well with your soul Bruce Leroy, that mean you got glow Now who's the master? Sure enough, let them know Just poison to your soul, take a breath, forgive yourself, show enough, just let it go.